Hi everybody, welcome to the pod. You're listening to Ionic Interest with co-hosts Abby Pozorski, Izzy Guerrero, and Juliet Remy. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great, Abby. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Izzy. It is such a beautiful day to go out into the sun, but make sure you wear sunscreen because the energy from ultraviolet radiation can damage molecules of the skin. We don't want that. We definitely do not want that, Izzy, but maybe a little tan. That brings us into our sponsor for today's podcast, Sunny Sunscreen. Tell us a little bit about Sunny's, Izzy. Thank you for sponsoring today's podcast, Sunny Sunscreen. Sunscreen is a must for these hot days, and Sunny's does the trick. We don't want ultraviolet radiation causing damage to the molecules in our skin and giving us a bad burn. Sunny's is an all-natural, cruelty-free sunscreen that smells amazing. Because we love it so much, Sunny's gave us a code for you all to use. It is Ionic Interest 20 for 20% off your order. Now it is time to get into what we will be talking about today. We will have three different segments like we do every pod with Abby, Izzy, and Juliet explaining our interest in some top headlines surrounding them. Izzy, why don't you take it over to explain about photography? I'm excited about this one. Hey everyone, today I'll be talking about the chemistry of how a camera works. Cameras use light-sensitive silver halides like silver bromide in order to absorb the light in the photo. Without these, there would be nothing to capture the picture. Positive silver and negative bromine bond to create these halide crystals. They then absorb light and electrons attach them, creating sensitivity specs, which leave an image on the film. How does silver bromine react with light? Light reacts with silver halides during exposure, when the shutter lets a certain amount of light go through. Light photons attach to a crystal and kick out bromide electrons. These electrons roam around the crystal until they get trapped in structural imperfections. So what happens after the halides capture the light in the photo, Izzy? Good question. After exposure, the film is exposed to a developing agent and the image is amplified. The developing agent works with water to expose the photo and desensitize the silver halide crystals. As it develops the photo, the initial image is intensified and all the exposed silver halide crystals will transform into a metallic silver. Then the fixer is added, which is a compound called sodium thiosulfate. This dissolves the silver halides into a solution, making the photo much more clear. Oh wow, thanks so much Izzy for teaching us and our listeners so much about the camera and photography. I never knew photography related back to chemistry. Next, Juliet will be talking about fashion and what goes into dyeing clothing. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Hi guys, we are back and now it is time for Juliet to teach us about her interest in fashion. I can't wait. Unfortunately, Juliet is not here today due to being sick. But our wonderful co-host, Izzy, is going to take over for her part. She spent a lot of time working on this segment, so enjoy! Hey, so today I will be explaining how fabric is made from fiber, dyeing the clothes, and CO2 emissions. The first step for making fabric would be to spin the fibers. It can either be done by hand or a machine. The fibers are drawn across the wheel as it spins the fibers are collected on the bobbin. It holds the spun fibers, which are now a long strand of thread. The next step would be to weave the thread, which joins them and creates fabric. To make your fabrics more fun, you have to add certain chemicals that will react and create different colors or textures. Dye molecules are charges, water-soluble organic compounds that bind to ionic and polar sites on fabric molecules. The colors are so easily absorbed in the fabrics because dye molecules are positively and negatively charged groups, which are easily absorbed by the fabric's aqueous solution. To help maintain a strong color in your fabrics, there are mercerizing agents. It is added to impart a greater affinity. The big downsides of making amazing clothes is the amount of CO2 which is emitted. 
1.2 billion tons of CO2 per year, which makes it one of the most polluting industries. Well, that was great, Izzy. Thanks so much for taking over for Julia. I know she would be super happy. I, I always thought that clothing wasn't not good for the environment, but I didn't know how much of the emissions went into the air. Crazy and so sad. Take it away, Avi, with our latest segment about nutrition. This is gonna be cool. Hi guys, I'm gonna start off by sharing a top headline in the news about nutrition. Let's catch up. On June 4th, the University of Massachusetts Amherst put out an article titled, Food Scientists Aim to Make Plant-Based Protein Tastier and Healthier. This title stood out to me in the beginning because I could adhere that a lot of plant-based proteins don't taste the greatest, unless I put many spices or sauces on them. Although, this might be a little issue as plant-based proteins are rising in the popularity throughout the supermarkets. We all know that red meat isn't the healthiest option because too much red meat can lead to changes in the gut microbiota. How does red meat lead to changes in the gut microbiota? Well, red meat is super acidic, which can then disrupt the gut as it is already acidic and cause the said changes in the gut microbiota. Also, as we know, red meat is linked to heart disease. People are concerned by these harmful things that could happen. So like said in the article, more and more food companies are trying to make plant-based proteins taste better and be better for you so that people would move away from eating so much red meat. Food scientist Dave and Julian McClements says that creating plant-based products can be hard because they need to be fortified with micronutrients that are naturally present in animal meat, milk, and eggs, including vitamin D, calcium, and zinc. Problems arise in plant-based plant products though. Fortifying products with micronutrients that they are lacking leads to the products becoming more processed, which we definitely do not want. How can we find the balance? Balance is necessary in a healthy diet, and balance looks different for everybody. So if eating plant-based proteins is your thing, or eating red meat from time to time, then enjoy yourself. But all in all, and what we learned from this article, is that we want to eat mainly whole foods, with eating the least processed foods that we can. I could do a whole other podcast on whole foods, but for now, enjoy your fruits and veggies, Izzy. That was so interesting, Abby. I definitely learned a lot from that. That was a great episode. Love talking to you. That was a lot of fun. Love talking about our interests. We, we will see, see you on the our next, next episode. episode. Bye! <laughs> Bloopers! Buying <laughs> products with micronutrients that they are lacking leads to the products becoming more processed. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys, thanks for listening.